Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. You bet you hold on to your hat because we've got a great show for you today. And uh, we've got uh, Christine Malik. She is the sassy coach. I just, I just love that. Then sassy is actually an acronym, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but uh, she is a dynamic person. She's in, I believe, the great state of Kentucky. Tennessee. Uh, ten- oh, Tennessee. Okay. And uh, Tennessee, is that's right next to Kentucky, isn't it? It is. It is just below. Oh, very good. And uh, and she's right now on a five-acre farm, and she's got animals. They're going to get chickens. It's a, great, it's a great time. And she's also a really wonderful coach. And uh, she's somebody that you should talk to because she is a coach, a motivational speaker. Uh, she's an advocate for women against abuse and domestic violence. And, and that is such a big deal. I can't tell you how big of a deal it is. But Christine, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Kevin. I am. I'm sassy. <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm so glad that, that you are working with women about domestic violence and um, abuse because it is so, you know, the, I, I did this back in 2003 and we talked a lot, a, a lot about those things, but it is rampant. It is worse, I think, now than it was then. Um, it's, it's horrible. What, what it was, it was even bad during COVID when everyone was locked up. The statistic normally is one in four women will experience some form of abuse in their lifetime. And I think it's even more than that. Okay. So. But COVID it went to one in three women experienced abuse during that time. And that that's a statistic one that I don't like. And two, we can change, we can fix that. We can, and we must. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's why I'm an advocate for it. That's why I, 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 I speak loud about it, very loud, sometimes offensively. Um, you know, I've I've gotten a few not nice comments. Um, I've gotten a couple of women that didn't like it. I've gotten a couple of men that are like, "Shut the fuck up, bitch!" And I'm like, "No, sorry, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> no." I, I was going to say that this is a podcast, so this is oh, not sorry. no, no, this is not ruled by FCC. So you're allowed to say what you okay. just said, okay? Because sometimes there are just words that you that you can't substitute the words for because they're so powerful. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and um, I was introduced to somebody the other day, and I know you'll appreciate this. He is a gentleman. He is married to a lady that suffered abuse, mm-hmm. and um, he is he's written a book now, and, and it's about the survivor being the male of the person who's been abused and sticking with that person. And it's, it's, that, that's a whole other topic that we haven't really... <sighs> talked about is is that that the men who love the women that have been abused now they're not now make sure that everybody knows they're not the abuser right that's that's one of nine dogs by the way (laughs) well maybe two of nine i don't know could be but it is rampant and it it is it is horrible for relationships and and people trying to work together with stuff it's and so I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. How'd you get into this? I was abused. Oh wow! 
<laughs> I, I guess, um, how did I get into it? it it's a calling. It, it is a gift from the universe that, and when I say it was a gift, it truly was. Okay. And a lot of people have asked me, do you ever regret everything you went through? And I say, no, absolutely not. And I've endured every possible form of abuse you can imagine. Okay. Financial, mental, spiritual, physical, um, verbal, sexual, every abuse possible throughout my lifetime. And of course the, 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 the culminating relationship was my last one of seven years. Okay. That's the, you know, the choke marks on the neck, the bruises all over my body, the verbal abuse, the mental abuse. Um, he beat me with a rubber mallet, broke my wrist, three cracked ribs, <sighs> shot me in the head with a 40 caliber gun. Okay. And I didn't realize till I know, and that's a story all in itself, <clears throat> excuse me, but somebody put it to me this the other week and said that you're a attempted homicide survivor. And I went, I guess I am. I never really looked at it that way. I mean, I, but I did, I survived attempted homicide. He full blown had that gun at the top of my head and pulled the trigger. And it and is by the grace of God, universe source, whatever you want to say. Now I do have two archangels that are with me all the time. And I do believe in the universe and the power of the universe and, and my God and goddess, they're with me and they have guided me to be able to do this, to, to, to help those women of abuse know that they're not alone. Um, they gave me a mission and they said, Christine, this is what you have to do. This is your path. We need you to, <laughs> it's not a laughing matter without a doubt, but because of the light and the love and the peace and the joy that I want to spread, I do it with the women of abuse. I start with them. And, and I try and spread that everywhere, everywhere I go. <laughs> My daughter and I were at the grocery store the other day and <clears throat> I asked one of the workers to read something for me. And he said, is there anything else I can help you with? And I said, just keep smiling. And my daughter looked back at me like, are you crazy mom? <laughs> I'm like, that's your mom now. What can I tell you? <laughs> you know, I try and keep it positive. I try and keep it upbeat. I try and let women know that they're not alone. And if, if you can't find your voice yet to start that healing process, well, you know, God damn, I got a one loud enough for both of us. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I gotta tell you, it, uh, the universe is a, is a remarkable, um, place and it's a remarkable system that they have because every experience that you have had in your life and a lot of people will say oh stop that and that's not true mm. the experiences are horrible and yada yada but every experiences that you've had have allowed you to get to this place yes. because you couldn't do it otherwise exactly uh, exactly and, and, and it's that saying you know either bitter or better and i chose to be better i don't want to be bitter B-I-T-T-E-R. I don't want to be bitter because of all that shit that happened to me. I don't want to be a negative person in, the, in this world. I want to be able to be positive and better. And, and not only do I help the current women of abuse, but if I can help them heal and get better, what do you think they do for their kids? Of course. Whether it's male or female, whether it's their sons or daughters, we, we can change this statistic by helping first mom and then their children to be able to say, hey, this is my boundary. And if it gets crossed, 
these are the consequences. And I don't condone violence. I don't. It just means being better and 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 walking away and saying, listen, you cross the boundary. There's the door. Sorry, not handling it, not having it. Yeah. Now, I, I got to ask you, because there are people that are wondering about this. The gentleman who put the gun to your head. Yes. Gentleman. Well, for lack of a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Since this is since this is not on the air, uh, and this is a podcast, I can say this: the dickhead who put a gun to your head. Uh, did he suffer the consequences of that? Did he go to? Was he ever arrested, or did he go to jail, or any of that? No, because because of the situation, and because of where I was at mentally okay because not only was it like i said not only was it the physical abuse but all that mental abuse okay they do they do um and the verbal okay i got to a a very 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 low point in my life that i didn't even believe in myself i i I didn't like the person I was. I actually, as I was sitting on that toilet backwards, I was begging him to pull the fucking trigger because I wanted my life as I knew it at that point over and done with. Done. I was like, you ain't got the balls big enough. Pull the fucking trigger, motherfucker, because I'm done with you and I'm done with this life and I'm done. I don't want any more. to. There was no hope. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. So I didn't, I wasn't able to think clearly straight to be able to, to say after it happened, of course, you know, I'm sitting there after it goes off and, you know, I'm deaf. It's a 40 caliber gun. I'm deaf. I got ringing in my ears. I can smell burnt skin. I can smell burnt hair. You know, at some point I'm, I'm probably getting slapped upside with the butt of the gun, you know, see what you made me do, bitch, that kind of stuff. You sit there and and actually two thoughts, Kevin, went through my head. The first one was, fuck, I'm not dead. And the second one was, fuck, I'm not dead. That little (laughs) bit of hope, okay? I mean, seriously, it was the same. But one was, ah, fuck, I'm not dead. I really wanted to be dead. But the other side of that was, okay, I'm not dead. So why am I not dead? What's going on? And yeah, you can't think. I mean, when you're just shot with a gun... And of course, blood's now dripping down my head and, and I'm just sitting there and I'm, I'm in beyond shock, beyond awe, because I really wanted my life over, but I didn't. Well, but uh, did, did, the, did the bullet go into your head? I'm glad you asked. It did not. What happened was the only thing I... Now, I'm sitting, the man, dickhead is six feet tall. There's no way that, and I, I knew he was pointing the gun down. Okay. There's no way that that bullet should not have gone into my skull other than the only thing I could figure at this point in my life is that that's when my angel stepped in and said, not today, motherfucker. (laughs) We want this one. She's, she's divinely protected. And when I did finally look up, there was a hole, you know, big, about, a, about a dollar size, silver dollar size in the wall right in front of me. It penetrated through four walls. I should not be here today by any stretch of the word, but here I am. And I'm not going to waste that gift. And again, it was a gift that, and that happened back in 2015. And I never kicked his ass out till 2018. It took three more years 
you lived with a guy that shot you or attempted to kill you and you stayed there for three more years because your mental state was such that you could not make the move to get out. Exactly. Exactly. But it was that next morning when I woke up and I said, something's got to change. Something's got to give. And that's when there was that. I couldn't even tell you exactly what it was. It was that moment of uh, there, that tiny little pinhole of light shine through. And I guess it was my guides and my angels saying, you got to go, Christine. Keep, you know, that saying, if you're going through hell, keep going because they'll get through it. That's that's what I endured. I just kept going. And that's why I coach so that women don't have to go through because believe me, those three years were just as much hell. Because I also ended up in the hospital in and out of the for in and out of the hospital for a year with four surgeries, 15 procedures, learning how to walk again, him still cheating on me. Um, and I mean, everything. I was lucky if the man even visited me in the hospital. And if he did, he was, I was lucky if he stayed 15 minutes and we were married. And, and I was lucky if, if I got that much out of him. You know, and I endured, I kept going and go because I saw that pinhole of that light at the end of the tunnel. And my guides just kept they kept pushing and saying, you got to go, you got to go, you got to do it. And their whole reason for doing that is so you could do this. Yes, yes, yes. So that no other woman of abuse has to go through what I went through. I and don't want. And, and when you're talking to somebody who's been abused and then, mm -hmm. and, and it's not like that you sit there and compare your stories as this happened to me while you, this happened to me and this is worse than what happened to you. It's not that, but no. you can, you have the empathy to understand mentally where they are yes. so that they can, so that they can move forward and get through it. Yes. Because it is a long, long, long process of healing as, as, as I'm sure that man for the book that you spoke with will tell you, it's a very long, hard road for a woman of abuse to finally heal. She has to first admit it. Okay. And that's, you know, one of my signature courses, this is seven steps to sassy. And step one is to surrender. Okay. Actually complete inner surrender. You're not surrendering to the abuse. You're not surrendering to your past. You're not surrendering to, to anybody on the outside. You're surrendering to yourself saying, you know what, this is where I'm at. It's okay. How do I, you know, it's like peeling away all the, the layers of the onion okay? or Lotus when it opens. Okay. When that Lotus finally opens and you see the beauty of that full bloomed flower, that's where you want to be. That's where every woman wants to be so that she can see how beautiful she is on the inside. Or, as I call it, sassy. By the <laughs> way, I, I want to put this out there because mm -hmm. there are, there's going to be somebody that's going to be listening to this episode and they're going to say, oh, they're talking about abuse. I, I'm going through that. There is a national hotline now. It's called 988. Yes. And if you are in a particularly... Well, if you are in a bad situation, either mentally, physically, or both, uh, call that number, and they can get you some help so that you can figure out a way to get out of that situation yes. and, and to move forward with your life because everybody's life is too valuable um, to let that happen to them. And, and that's so thank God you're here. And, you oh, know, your angels you. have, have made that abundantly clear because 
I can't believe that the man. So you were sitting backwards on the toilet, and he had a gun to the back of your head, and he missed. Like I said, I think the angels kind of popped his hand a little bit and said, uh-uh, <laughs> because there's no way he should have missed. Kevin, there's no way he should have missed. And he had every intent at that moment, okay? There was, there was he had reached his rage, okay? His final point, and I've seen it several times throughout, throughout our, our marriage and our relationship. I had seen that point. And all I did was I kept egging him, him on and, because I wanted my life over, okay? And that's the other side of abuse, women of abuse, that we don't talk enough about that suicidal thoughts. And trust me, they are there. When you're going through that much shit, okay, you just want your life done because there's no reason to live anymore. This is supposedly a man that loves me, that I love him, and I have to endure all this. How do you deal with that? It's a very hard thing to deal with. It's not easy. So, yeah, I mean, he his rage was... was and, and he... He will probably, if he hasn't been already, and he'll never be diagnosed. But if he, if if a psychiatrist ever had the pleasure, he would be diagnosed as a full-blown narcissistic, psychopathic. Well, I call him a son of a bitch, but dickhead works for me. <laughs> did the did he ever come to his senses and apologize for any of it? Oh, fuck no. Are you kidding? Apology is not, that, that is not in a narcissistic person's vocabulary. That, no, 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 not even the next morning. Okay. All I got the next morning was you should probably get showered and ready for work. Work? What a, oh, you know, and at that point, it's like, okay, now I got to try and, because remember, it, it's a 40 caliber point blank. I got hair missing from my head, scabs now all over. Okay. Dried blood all over the place. How do you cover that up and go to work? <laughs> you know? well, and, and, the, and the other thing is calling in sick. It's like, I'm not coming in today because my husband attempted to shoot me in the head. He missed, but it, I've got some problems that I need to address before I go back to work. Well, I worked, um, let's see, I worked, I worked three days with a broken wrist before I went to the doctor and said, and, and said, and I knew my ribs were cracked. Okay. Cause breathing was a little difficult. I couldn't laugh, couldn't cough. You know, I knew I had three cracked ribs, but when I finally went to the walk-in clinic with my wrist, cause I'm a right-handed and he, he, you put your right hand up to block. Remember I said it was, it was a rubber mallet. Okay. That he beat the shit out of me with. Okay. And what did I always do? I put my hand up to block it and he, he busted my wrist right in here. And when they took the x-rays, oh, yeah, it's a clean break. You know, every excuse that I could possibly come up with other than the truth of what happened on that, that, that you know, broken wrist. But it was probably, like I said, three, four, including a weekend until I actually went to the doctor and said, could you look at this? It's kind of sore and doesn't feel right. I had a hard time writing, had a hard time doing my hair, washing, you know, everything, cooking, clean, anything, you know, because... You just, you get numb, just totally numb from, because that's the only way you can survive, to, to just numb everything, your brain, your feelings, your thoughts, your, your emotions, everything gets, goes completely beyond numb. 
I don't know what that word is. I don't know what that feels, but it's beyond numb. You're just done, done. That's, that's a, you are one tough cookie. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to go through that. And, and because he wasn't the only one, was he? Not throughout my lifetime. No, he was just seven, the last seven years of that marriage that when I finally said enough was enough in 2018, um, I got stronger from being in and out of the hospital, all those surgeries and procedures, learned how to walk again. And I said, we, you know, we had a conversation and one of many, and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I said, if you, if you don't change in two weeks, 10, 10 to 14 days, um, everything was fine. I thought, great, you know, but then he went after that, he went right back to his normal personality. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I finally, I finally reached my point of there is more to this life. I'm done trying to commit suicide. I'm done trying to be, you know, I had, I had, um, um, uh, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic of six and a half years now, recovering drug addict. Congratulations. Of, thank you. Thank you. Because of all that and everything else that, that led, you know, throughout my whole life, um, you know, my, I, I found out that I was molested by a family member um, up until I was four or five years old, um, narcissistic parent. Um, I had an uncle that raped me when I was 14, 13 or 14. I've been um, raped multiple times, gang raped multiple times, abducted twice. The second one really sucked. That was like five days of living hell. That was when I was 19 and away at college. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, this this son of a bitch, this dickhead wasn't the only one. Don't, but don't, don't misunderstand me when I say this, but why aren't you dead? <laughs> Ask them <laughs> because of this <laughs> so that I can help others understand what they're going through and what they're feeling and that we can heal from this. We can get better. As I said, bitter or better. We can get better. We can, we, because, because I'm supposed to help and guide others out there to be able to change that statistic. And you had said earlier, okay, the other statistic, I told you the one in four, and during COVID, it was one in three. One in seven, one in seven women will not make it out alive. One in seven do not make it out alive. During COVID, it went down to one in five. I had a friend that, um, he's passed now, so I can tell this story. Um, his, his wife of... <laughs> Boy, I tell you, it's it's amazing what these guys can can do and get away with. But his wife of twenty years, well, I that uh, she had a brain tumor, mm -hmm. and so she'd been in and out of hospice, and and I don't know how you get out of hospice once you go into hospice. But she she was in hospice and she came home, and he um, he said, "I can't take this anymore," and he shot her and killed her. Um, and um, when the police came, he. He's, he said, well, it was a mercy killing, and that's how they assumed it was, and so forth. And then I was talking to him. I had, After he got out of prison, he was they put him in prison for like 18 months. And when he got out, I said, so what was it really like? And he said, well, it wasn't quite how we said it. 
it was because I couldn't take it anymore. And we'd had a bad marriage the last 10 years. And I'm going, so you did this with a purpose and with malice in your heart, not with love because you wanted to save her more pain. It was because you'd had enough and it was a very narcissistic thing. And it, it, it just, I, it was like, oh, I'm so glad you were my best friend in high school. You, you know, and so we, I never, I never wanted to talk to him again because that kind of human being is not, is not, and, and there's so many men that are like that. And, Kevin, Kevin make, make no mistake. Okay. Let me be clear here. And I've said this before. I have pulled the gun on the son of a bitch myself. Okay, because I have reached that point where how I got lucky. It it did not fire, but I pulled the trigger. Oh, I wanted him dead like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was definitely a point in that marriage where I pulled the gun on him. I had I had reached my limit with the girlfriend texting me and calling me and leaving shit on the door and on my car and you know everything else that he was putting me through. Okay. There was absolutely, without a doubt, that I pulled the gun on him. He came home one day from work, what he called work, um, in the afternoon. I had already started drinking. I, I mean, granted, the alcohol is not an excuse, but I started drinking. And <clears throat> I pulled the gun on him, and I said, sit your ass down. We're going to have a talk. And it, I pulled the trigger. It, it did not fire. I have no idea why, because it was a clip that was in there that carried... 13 bullets and it was fully loaded it was the same 40 caliber gun that he pulled on me i pulled on him so i do understand i don't i don't want it to get that bad for anybody i don't want a woman to reach that point i don't want her to to think that is her last hope because it isn't it's not worth it i've attempted suicide six times in my life okay twice with this man I know I should have died with the gunshot. I should have died on a motorcycle accident. I should have died many times over with the situations that I have been in, okay? Life is too precious to lose it for a narcissistic, psychopathic, abusive son of a bitch, okay? Our lives matter. All lives matter. Every single one of us has a purpose and a reason for being here. We just need to find it. We just need to find it. You can, and you have. Yes, yes. And, and it's and your life is uh, better now than obviously than it's ever been. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a sassy life. I love it. <laughs> Where'd you come up? Hey, what's the acronym for sassy? All right, sassy is strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. And I believe. Every woman has that very essence within her. We call it her intuition. We call it her mom mode, whatever you want to call it. But every single woman has it, okay? Women of abuse, it tends to get almost extinguished. We don't know how to ignite it, reignite it. And that's where I come in. I want to help reignite that sassy. Sassy came about real quick. Sassy came about when my daughter, who is now a mom herself of two, when she was in Girl Scouts. Now, I, I raised, I, I have my daughter and I have two boys. She has a brother older and a brother younger. So she's the middle child, but she's the only girl. Okay. So she she had to be sassy. She I just that just happened, okay. And I knew, of course, when she was younger, there was no sexy for young girls. That came when she turned sixteen. 
But right. we were in Girl Scouts and she was in Girl Scouts. And I looked around and I just thought every girl was like my daughter, okay? That moms should teach their daughters to be sassy, strong, assertive, smart, and independent. And then I we did Girl Scouts and those girls were not. And I was like, okay, this mom's got work to do. And I did. I became a Girl Scout leader. Uh, my daughter is still sassy. She wears the tattoo. I mean, she actually has the tattoo is sassy across her shoulder. I love it. She came to me at 16 and said, mom, can I get sassy tattooed? I'm like, Hell yeah, you can, girl. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. I'll take you. <laughs> you know? So it just kind of stuck. I actually had forgotten about it for many, many years till, till I got into coaching. And I was like, that's it. Again, it's the guides. You know, everything happens for a reason. There are no, there are no coincidences in life. Everything that I went through, you know, from early on and my own children and where they're at in life and they're all doing wonderful. They all know what mom does. They all support me. Um, I just, I had forgotten about it. And then just through life happening and becoming a coach, I'm like, that's it. That's that's it. That I I I need to to let every woman know that she is sassy. Some women out there just automatically exude it. Okay, like me, like my daughter. There are plenty of women out there that, but the woman of abuse, it gets squashed. It gets almost extinguished, and she doesn't know how to reignite it. And that's where my coaching comes in, and we go through and we do that. As a sassy woman like you, that and it happened to you, it can happen to anybody. By the way, I wanted to make sure everybody knows that there is noise in the background, and that's perfectly okay. Uh, there's a there. She, she is living with her daughter. They have a two month old, or a month and a half old, or yep. and a two year old, and so she's helping with them and doing that. And and it's a five acre farm, and they got nine dogs, and and. <laughs> four cats and and all that kind of stuff so it's it's a vibrant household and so we accept that and that's perfectly okay uh, if if there's noise in the background and stuff so so you just gonna have to deal with it folks <laughs> so but this, uh, hey listen if i can live with it you know <laughs> and this information is so important yeah to get out to people and and to and to see that there's another side there's another way and you yes. you exude that yeah. and you and I you and I are right there the, the, I know. the reason that you came to me is because my guides and your guides got together and said you know I think they'd be pretty good together so we should do this <laughs> and, and get the word out more about what she does so that she can help more people thank you Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. That, that's all I want to do is help whoever needs it, however I can help. Um, there's, there's what I've, what I've through, through my, my experience and my coaching and everything else, there's three stages that a woman goes through. Okay. A woman of abuse. Stage one, I call it feuds and yes, it's an acronym, but that is basically the thick of it. Okay. You're still in it. You're still in the abuse. You don't know what to do. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's why I give these interviews. Okay. To let those women know there is light at the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel, there is hope and hope sometimes is the only thing we have. Okay. Other than that, that little bit of strength left in that sassy. Okay, just that little bit is all we need sometimes. So that's why I do this. Stage two, I call limbo. Again, yes, it's an acronym, okay? So 
stage two is where my coaching comes in. That's once you're out of the, the situation, once you're no longer in an abusive or toxic relationship, and it's for both. Um, once you're out, you kind of go, who the fuck am I? What am I supposed to do? Where do I go from here? You know, that's where you want to start healing and getting better and understanding your path and your purpose and your mission in life. And that's where my coaching comes in. And then, of course, stage three, I, I call the unfuckwithable stage. That's where we go. Ta-da! <laughs> here I am. Here, here I am. And I'm, I am powerful and there's not a thing you can do about it. And uh, it's really, it's really important that you like my sound effects there. I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> um, you know, it's so is it's so important. You are you are so special, and oh. and it tells the your your story. By the way, has the book come out yet? I am writing it. I am actually writing it. Yes, I am writing the book. I what mean, ser seriously, I'm thinking about dancing with the devil. I think that's a great title. Thank you. Thank you. Dancing with the Devil, Years of Abuse by Dickhead. <laughs> right. <laughs> D.H. as we so lovingly call him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know, it's just me. And I, I'm a guy and I'm supposed to be tough and all this, but I can't ever imagine hitting a woman. I, I just, it just is beyond me. Uh, no matter how angry I might get, I, which I, I'm not an angry guy. So I, so, but you wouldn't, you, men do not hit women. And this, you know, and that's the one thing that Christine, by the, that I really want to get across to people. Can we talk about abuse? We talk about sexual abuse and physical abuse, and we talk about the victim and the women, but we don't talk about the men who perpetrate these horrible, awful acts, and I think that they need to be dealt with um, much more severely than we do deal with them today, because that guy who could have killed you and, and hurt you in many, many ways is still wandering around. And the sad thing is he's doing it to somebody else. Probably. I know, I know, I know, Kevin, that's the part that really, really bugs me is that, which is why I do this. Okay. The more I can get out there, the more strength that I can give that woman that encounters him, the more she has the ability to say, fuck you, Charlie hit the road. Okay. Cause I know for a fact that since he left me, since I kicked his ass out in 2018, he moved from Florida to Southern Florida. Then he moved back to North Carolina. In two years, he was arrested two more times for assaulting a female. Okay. And that's the part that, that I believe in karma. And, and, you know, you asked me if he ever served any time or anything for the shot wound and he did not. Okay. I do believe in karma. I don't believe in um, violence. I was asked once if, if I felt sorry for him, if I had any regrets. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I said, I don't. If he showed up at my doorstep, no matter where I lived, okay, if he showed up at my doorstep, yes, I would probably haul off and punch him right. I would roundhouse his ass without a doubt. Okay. And then once his ass was on the ground, I would put my hand out and say, how can I help? Okay. That's me. Okay. Now 
I understand his background. Let's talk about men of abuse. I understand his background. He had a crackhead mother from California, ended up living with his grandparents, okay, suffered his own forms of abuse throughout his childhood. As soon as he turned 16, his grandfather, father figure kicked him out of the house. I understand all that, okay? I can sympathize with it. But at some point, you have to go and say, something's not right. I'm not right. I'm doing the same habits. I'm, you know, he, I was his third marriage. He had cheated on all three of his marriages. At some point, he has to take responsibility for his own actions. That's where, that's where I stop being sympathetic or empathetic, okay? And say, you're an adult. The man is uh, 61 years old this year. He already turned 61. At 61 years old, you got to know enough to go, I think there might be something wrong with me, okay? That's where I draw the line that, you know, if, if you can't have enough intelligence to say, I need help, then I have, I have no more sympathy or empathy for you. You know, and I'll tell you, the work that you're doing is so important because you, <laughs> oh, I, did, I didn't hit the, couldn't get the, 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 I was trying to hit the button, but I couldn't get to it fast enough. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> But uh, um, the work that you're doing is so important, and I want everybody to recognize this because this is important. This is a generational thing. Mm -hmm. What you are working to do is to break the what I call the seven generational cycle. Yes. Uh, the, the sins of the father are repeated to the son, to the son, to the son, and they don't change unless change happens. And you're initiating that so that, as an example, you've got two grandchildren, a boy and a girl. Yes. You I actually have three, two. <laughs> there's another granddaughter from, an, from my first son. So I have three, three grandchildren, two boys, two girls and a boy. And because of your influence on them, they're never going to have to worry about those things and to, and to be, to be abused. And the, because you, you're going to see that you see the signs if, if, and, and you're educating your whole family. Yes. And so when, when, they grow up, they're not going to fall into the same pattern, the same abuse. And so that's that's what's really important. And that's why it's so important, because you can affect generations of your family, not that's, just you. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I, 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 and it's got to start with us moms first, okay? It's got to start with us. And we, got, we have to be able to say to our sons and daughters, sons, and daughters that these these are not right I, I can remember when i was a young girl okay that you know i went home i think it was kindergarten i went home and said mom bobby pushed me off the swing oh honey that just means he likes you today bullshit no way because if bobby doesn't learn now that that is unacceptable behavior he's going to continue it and it's going to get worse and worse and worse so we have to tell our daughters we have to tell you know the boys that that's not how we tell girls we like them we have to use our words and we have to be respectful so yes that's what i'm trying to do is is to to if I can help just one person at a time. And that's step seven of my seven steps of sassy. Okay. Step seven, step one was to surrender. Step seven is to help the next woman. 
I can't do all this alone. So if we can get each woman that gets healed and in her power and in her sassy to help the next woman, we really can make a change. You can, you really can. As a matter of fact, I would love for you. I'm working now to develop a, a community of like-minded people mm-hmm. uh, that would be like on zoom uh, or something like that from the weekend gather people from all over the country of uh, people that have been abused and stuff. I would love you to, okay. um, to speak at that um, when we get it, when we get it up and operational so that people can ask you questions and you can, you can talk about the things that you went through and how to get through it. The one question I had to ask you is this, how do you teach women that they don't need a man? <laughs> how, how do I teach them? Um, there is no one answer, okay? Because every woman is different. Every woman has their their way of being sassy, their um, their their way of looking at things, their perspective on the world, their perspective of men. It's it's not so much teaching her the outside; it's having her know herself and knowing her mind, body, and soul, and knowing what brings her love, peace, and joy. And if, if a man is not in the, in the scenario right away, that's okay. She can be independent. She can be strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent without a man. And that's what I teach her is to be, to be her own true, authentic self. Because now tell me if this is true in your world, that a woman can only approach another relationship with any human being, but especially a man from a position of strength. Yes. And, and he, and healing. Yes. Yes. But she has to be healed. See women of abuse. There's, there's two sides to this. And, and there's a lot of coaches and therapists out there that will tell you, don't go back to the past. Okay. Don't relive the past. Well, unfortunately a woman of abuse, there is, a pattern there and we have to find where did it come from? Where did it start? For nine out of 10 of us, it started with that father figure, okay? For myself, it started with my grandfather. He was the one that abused me from, you know, until I was four or five years old. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know, that is how I learned love, by that abuse. So what did I seek for the rest of my life? That type of abuse and it wasn't until I recognized and went back into my history to, and every all the other you know clients that I've had that's what we do we go and it's like a light bulb that you know it's it's like oh fuck that's what it that's where it was I'm like yay I'm so glad you got it now you know what not to look for now you know you know if that comes you know that's not the relationship you want so yes we have to know that past to know ourselves to be able to find yes that equal that that you know in, in some of the social media you see you know the the masculine feminine and 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 yes you know women of abuse are very masculine and we want to be feminine because we've never had that okay we've never had that feminine side we've never been able to to fully open our lotus okay and please don't take that in a sexual way i don't mean it that way um we, we haven't had that happen yet so we look for that 
that masculine to be more masculine than us, to be able to say, it's okay. You are safe now. We have a heart trust is a huge issue with every woman of abuse. Being able to say, mm, I don't know, you know, I had a whole freaking lifetime of this, 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 and this, you know, your words, not quite matching your actions. But that's where I, you know, we, we once we set boundaries, you know, that that's the biggest thing, too. I see with social media, set boundaries, set boundaries. Well, that's fine. But have your boundaries, but keep your boundaries. Don't alter them. Don't change them. Don't, you know, move them. If you have a boundary, stick with it. Because there is someone out there that is more than capable to provide that woman of abuse everything she needs to be able to have a healthy relationship and she needs to know what is a healthy relationship. What is it? it? Every woman is different. Every woman has their, because, you know, we all know about the five love languages. So my love language could be completely different than the next woman's love language. So when we know that, then we can, we can learn from that. And that's, knowledge is, is so powerful. Just learn it. I highly recommend that people get that book. You know, I had the opportunity to to inter or to uh, interview Gary Chapman ah, in 2003, nice. right when the book came out. Nice. And it was really yeah. was, and, and that is a really impactful book. It it's is. called The Five Love Languages. Gary Chapman is the author. And, uh, and you're right. It talks about the different ways that people express love yeah. and how you express love may be different than your partner, but... And they may be wondering why you're not loving them when you're expressing love the way that you do. Right. And it's it's a, it's giving and receiving love. You know, my idea of showing somebody how I love them is completely different than how I feel loved. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's go over your information. I want people All to right. know this. Um, www.sassycoach.com. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. S-A-S-S-I-Coach.com. She's got a bunch of free stuff on her website that we want to go over real quick because you can have a free strategy session with her oh, yeah. uh, so that you can determine whether or not you're a good fit. And if you want to, if, if and she can kind of open your eyes to a few things that you may not have considered before. Um, and you do have an ebook. I do. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> The surprise <laughs> that that that's 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 my story it starts out with my story it starts out with sassy and what it means it gives you a kind of a prelude to what sassy is and where it came about and yeah those five badass letters <laughs> <laughs> which is great and you've got i i love this part um most a lot of women when they go through this they don't feel pretty they don't feel loved. They don't feel acceptable. And you will do a free uh, Mary Kay session with them and you'll send them um, Mary Kay products yeah. for them to do it with it. That, yeah. that is, that's an angle that I don't think a lot of people have gone down because it, because I know that when, when women feel abused the way that they, they feel dirty, they feel trashed, they don't feel loved. And if you can make them, even though, making someone look better on the outside is subjective but for for women it's unfortunately how our society rolls yeah but if she can at least look in the mirror 
and 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 know that she's beautiful with or without makeup okay and it's not full you know it doesn't necessarily mean makeup it could just be good skincare you know good hand lotion just to it's it's the combination of all three mind body and soul okay the mind is taken care of your body is taken care of and your soul is taken care of and that's why i do that is so that they can see that they're beautiful on the inside and out and every woman is beautiful on the yes. inside and out. Yes. It, it is. We just, have, we just have a hard time believing it. <laughs> well, don't we all? Yeah. And uh, I find I find my best friends are women. <laughs> I had a guy, because at the end of the credits, uh, there are pictures of some of the people I work with. And he goes, you like to work with beautiful young girls, don't you? And I said, well, it's not that. It's just that everybody else these days is younger than me. Um, you know, but, uh, um, I, I like, I like women. I get irritated with men because of how men behave and, uh, um, it's too bad. It, yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I know I've, I've been called a man hater too. And that is so far from the truth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the way it is. Now there are some, now to be honest and to be fair, there are some really cool dudes out there that, and we are catching on to the idea that you don't have to be a dickhead to be a man, that you can be a good guy and to take care of your responsibilities, take care of your family and to, and to be loving to everybody and still be a a masculine fella. (laughs) Right. You know, because we can do it guys we 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 really can and and uh uh christine you're you're remarkable oh thank you kevin thank you and how long have you been coaching now a little over a year well i officially a little over a year but i probably been doing it i started before I, i did the coaching for women of abuse i actually was a business consultant i helped businesses with every part of their business you know from the financial employees um but when I looked back on it, I was like, yeah, I was coaching. <laughs> I was coaching the bosses. I was coaching the employees. Um, I, I think I've been doing it all my life. I am that typical, been doing it all my life kind of thing. But officially officially, a little over a year, I am certified. So, <laughs> Well, I do, I do want to make sure that everybody is aware that this, the experiences that we all have, get to have during our lifetime I, I had a conversation, and this is this is great. I go back to. By the way, this is positive, positive talk episode number four hundred and fifty-five. Yes. If you go to four hundred and fifty-four, we we talked about our lives, our pre-lives, what we came here to do, why we came here to do it. And that the experiences that we have are all lined up for us, be them positive or negative, are all lined up for us so that we can learn the lessons that we need to learn in order to achieve what we wish to achieve in this life. And uh, so this is your, your passion, your role of what, but you couldn't do it without those other things. Exactly. And I, I've had the same thing happen, which is why this is my passion and my role. Um, so it's it's important that people look at it from that aspect as well. But it doesn't mean that you're that it's over. When you were sitting on when you were sitting on that toilet with your face to the wall, and you thought your life was over, and thank God, 
that it wasn't. Thank you. Thank your angels. Thank your, your, uh, your guides to make sure that, cause they were like, Oh, this is going to be a shit show to watch, but we gotta, we gotta make sure that, that she's okay. So that, so that, because the thing is, is that you're going to help somebody one day and uh, you're helping people now and they're, it's, you're going to help somebody that, that is going to do something remarkable for the world. And you are doing remarkable things for the world. And so I, I want to get the, the message out about what you do. Cause I think, I think it's needed. Uh, the only thing that I, the only thing I have to do is when we, when we put you on AM radio, you're just going to have to clean up the language. Just the touch. <laughs> do I have to really yeah. do I have yeah. to? Okay. Okay. They have, they have something called a seven second delay. Do you know how this works? No. Okay. It's a seven second delay. And uh, which is why if you're watching something on TV and you're listening to the, to the sound of it on the radio, like a sports programming, uh, there's a delay between the radio and the TV okay. because they've got a seven second overlap. And so this is seven seconds long. And uh, if, if somebody says a bad word or a word that they need to bleep out, then the, the board operator hits a button and then uh, uh, that will take out like uh, half of a second of where that word is and so now it's a six and a half second delay and then if somebody says another bad word then they take out another half so it becomes a six second i had a i interviewed a um a rock guy during a concert one time and the, the f word was his favorite word and uh, we the board operator said i've never had this happen before but i ran out of seven second delay and so he had to shut down the interview so, but that happens and so but that's no but that's so because they can get fined if somebody says you know that lady said fuck on the radio and i'm, I'm, I'm calling the fcc they can get fined a hundred thousand dollars oh okay well i don't want that to happen to you kevin so i i will clean up my language for you i fucking promise <laughs> No, with no, it's not me you have to answer to because the board <laughs> operator he will say, Christine, if you one more and I'm pulling you off the air, the show's over. Uh, so they because they're serious as a heart attack because it does, God, if they do mean it. Girl Scout, Girl Scout promise, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And speaking of which, yes. I, I just I think that, that it's important to note, it's important to message that, uh, uh, Girl Scouts of America, Boy Scouts of America, the Catholic Church, there are lots of lots of places where abuse happens yeah. and we and we actually set it up to happen that way because you what what better place can a pedophile be than to be a priest in a Catholic church or to be a scoutmaster or a, a den leader that has access to 7 to 9 year old or 10 year old or 11 year old boys um and we really need to make sure that we're on our toes about stuff like that too. Oh yes, absolutely. Which is why I help moms and then help them teach their kid, their kids so that the child could, and doesn't feel afraid to go home and say, mom, this happened today. Is this right? Is this wrong? Yes. They need to, they need to know that, that it's inappropriate touch is as bad as anything else. Exactly. Um, you know, my, I have a good friend. She's been on the show many times that um, her father, who is a deacon in a major church, abused her. Yeah. And so it it doesn't mean because they're a church-going individual that, uh, that, that, that 
the Robin Williams, the gospel according to Robin Williams doesn't apply. Do you know what that is? No, but I can't wait because I love Robin Williams. <laughs> he was on Johnny Carson one time and he said, they were talking about men and he said, God gave men two heads, but only enough blood to run one at a time. I did. I do remember hearing that. Yes. <laughs> and it, sadly, it is. It is true. And uh, and so, but we need to be respectful. And uh, yes. And and by the way, no means no. Exactly. No doesn't mean maybe. Doesn't mean wait a couple of minutes. Doesn't mean oh, I'm just being coy. I really want you. No means no. No. So there. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, Christine, how do they do it? Uh, we'll definitely go to sassycoach.com. Um, you'll see my phone number there. Um, I'm uh, just Google sassy coach and you will see me everywhere. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Uh, but the easiest way is sassycoach.com. Call me, text me, message me anywhere. I'm pretty much available. You'd be surprised how many texts I have gotten in the middle of the night from men and women that have said, I need to talk. Great. I'm up in bed. Let me get a cup of coffee. Let's talk however long you need. I'm always there for somebody when they need me. Always. You're an angel. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's right. It's remarkable. And, and, um, and I wish you, I wish you a, a unbelievably happy life. Um, for as long as uh, your 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 guides and angels tell you you got to stay, um, I gotta, you got to I got to believe you're going to be here a while. Last last they told me I have another thirty years, so I'm good to go. Oh, very nice. So you so you you're going to live past seventy. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. You didn't have no. You now I can do the math. You're not that age. You're, I am. You know you're not either. Stop yes, it. I am. I will be fifty-eight in June. That's a, that's a great age. I remember that age. <laughs> it was a while ago, but they do remember it. So uh, it's it's great to have you here, and I, you, I and I really thank you. And uh, thank you. I know thank it you. is. It's five o'clock your time. It's quitting time. There you go. Five o'clock somewhere. So you know, even a recovering alcoholic, I'll find something to do. Legal, yes. you know, happy. And <laughs> have a have a nice cup of tea, and, uh, and 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 enjoy. Because right now your grandkids are up. I would imagine they are. They are. And so go play with them and and your family. And congratulations. Thank I'm. You. I'm you i'm so pleased and i'm i'm really pleased to be able to help you and i support your work one thousand percent oh thank you kevin this this was an honor thank you very much i appreciate it thank you well thank you and i and i hope that we get some business because and and not because i want to see you rich i want to see other people better yes that's it that's it so there so <laughs> so there so if you'll wait right there i'll be right back Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because 
each other's all we got.